Okay, folks, it looks like we are live here and ready to go. What the heck is going on, guys? And welcome to the Xbox Roundtable podcast. This is episode uh, number 179, the place to be on Sunday nights for Xbox talk and more from around the game industry. This is yours truly, Invader, and we've got a lot of stuff on the docket. Xbox added 13 EA titles to its FPS boost list. As well, we got news of AMD bringing its Fidelity FX technology to Xbox Series consoles. On top of that, Xbox Game Pass is seeing huge numbers, a huge boost there. As well, some other news from around the industry and some rumors. But before we get into all of that fun stuff, let me introduce tonight's panel. And joining us tonight are two really cool guys from the Gaming Beyond the Box podcast. First up, let me introduce HR Bomber. Hey, buddy, how you doing? Man, doing pretty good. Uh, it's been a it's been an interesting last week. Uh, this weekend's been pretty good, so you know, excited to be on here. Definitely appreciate the invite. So yeah, I definitely want to get into some of these topics, of course. Naturally, buddy. Yeah, I can't wait to uh, to hear some of your feedback on all this stuff. All right, and next up, we got Leonidas. Hey, it's great to have you here, my friend. How's things? Oh, things are going okay. Thanks for having me on, and nice to see everybody. Short and sweet. I like that, buddy. Yeah, that's how I am. I'm just. <laughs> if you watch any game beyond the box, I just go short with it. <laughs> hey. hey. No problems there, pal. Uh, as we got uh, people filing into the chat, uh, next up we'll move over to the TXR crew, and uh, we'll start with uh, Tim Dog. Hey, buddy, ready for a good time tonight? Sure, I am very happy. Uh, the, the the panel here today, um, uh, people, the, the the people coming on, guests, very cool people. Uh, I'm just setting up my uh, my microphone right now, so it can get better for uh, the show. <laughs> sounds good my friend uh yeah yeah uh let's see here and we got centurion hey mayor's own buddy how you doing tonight oh not bad and sunday night the sun's still up and yes it's still hot outside but i am ready to hang out with the great cast you've assembled tonight man it's let's talk some games yeah, agreed on that one, brother. Uh, Shockley's going to be here in a few minutes. He's just running a little bit behind. I uh, can't wait to hear what he has to say on a few things. Uh, but however, before we begin, just a quick reminder to everyone that you can find TXR on a variety of audio platforms, such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and many others. So if you happen to miss this show live and are on the go, then you know what? Give us a search on your favorite audio spot. Uh, nothing like uh, listening to TXR on the go. Okay, fellas, uh, you know what? Let's get started here. And our first topic of the night, uh, and as of a few days ago, um, what was it, uh, the paywall for free-to-play games has finally been removed and lifted for all players on Xbox Live. Games like Fortnite and Warzone will not need a subscription. I mean, that's pretty cool. That's, you know, that's pretty big, in my in my opinion, a pretty big deal. I know we've been waiting for that for, uh, well, a few months since it was announced back in, what, January? Something like that. Uh, Bomber Buddy, I'll start with you on this one. Kicks th things off with the guest. 
What do you think about this? Is this a move that seems like it's been a long time coming? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, th this is something that uh, personally uh, should have been a thing a long time ago. Uh, but I'm glad they finally decided to, you know, put forth this effort to make sure that, you know, the free-to-play games are actually free-to-play. Uh, and, of course, now you're seeing, you know, a lot, a lot easier queue times going into like war zone stuff like that already. Uh, I've already noticed that. So, just knowing you're going to be able to, you know, get into more games, have more people playing. So at least you have that. Of course, the other cool thing about like Warzone, which I personally like, is, you know, now you have those little newbies that you get to <laughs> you get to go after, and you can definitely tell because, uh, yeah. <laughs> but it's definitely something good that I I believe that Xbox should have done a long time ago. But hey, uh, at least at least it's happening now. So, all right, yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, this this definitely helps. I mean, I know for years upon years, this has been kind of a, a sore talking point, right? Uh, you know, having to you know ante up and pay for uh, you know what everybody else seems to have for free, whether it be on uh, PlayStation, uh, PC, and elsewhere. It's just you know it's something that's coming off of uh, you know it's definitely something that Microsoft can get off its back, Xbox, and uh, you know it's just nice to be able to get rid of that. Um, and I gotta say too, guys, this is some um, kind of move. Does this help? Does this sorry? Does this move? Uh, will it benefit the uh, the systems in any way, like the Series S or the Series X? Like, does this draw more attention towards, for example, the Series S? Because you know, you look at a, a three hundred dollar price point; it's small and uh, works great with the new TVs. You know, when you think about, oh yeah, you know, if I'm like just the average day consumer, for example, and I and I can play like popular games like Warzone and uh, Fortnite and all that jazz, Destiny 2. I mean, you're get you get to play next gen hardware and, you know, and updated games um now for free like that. Um is this a benefit uh going forward? Absolutely, uh, without a, without a doubt, I think I think it's going to help the system sell better. I think that's why PlayStation sold so much, personally, uh, as well. Because I mean, you had the free to play games there that you know the Fortnites of the world, stuff like that. Is you can just jump in. So I mean, it makes sense for you know. I think the Series S will probably sell a lot more than it previously was just because of that. So that, at least that's my two cents. I I, I definitely think so. It's going to benefit them tenfold. It's going to make families a lot happier, too, because they don't have to pay $10, you know, just to get the Xbox Live for their yeah. kids to play Fortnite and that. Mm -hmm. No, absolutely. I think, it was, I, think it was, I think it was important for them to stay true to what they're doing, being all about the player and, um, you know, being customer-friendly and... You know, having the cheaper prices right now for games, not $70 games, as we uh, I know it, Game Pass, Entry Point. So when you had it, when it wasn't not free to play, that didn't make sense. That kind of contradicted their whole, you know, their whole entire, you know, pitch to the consumer. So for this to, to happen and, and uh, the way they handled it, you know, basically came about because of the Xbox Live, Price and I thought they did that well. Mm -hmm. uh, this was planned, but um, this kind of 
now makes them consistent and their their overall pitch and you know the value proposition uh didn't make sense when you had I always said that we we said this on this panel I said on other podcasts it didn't make sense it was the it was the you know you got everything so pro consumer and then you have this archaic you know uh paywall it just didn't make sense and they finally got it right and uh yeah i think it's going to benefit them because i think that overall now their quality proposition and everything that they, they're pushing towards uh the gamer and the casual gamer is very good at this point it's it's pretty it's a pretty solid solid offering the crazy thing is they're the only ones that had that paywall too yeah, and that was that was during a, uh, you know, that was the one thing that, that that Sony fanboys and people would always say to me, and I would say, you know, you do have a point there, you know, you know, here they're doing all this awesome stuff, and they have this stupid, like I said, this 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 old paywall that didn't make any sense for free to play games. People want to just be able to get a system and sometimes just play. I think that Xbox, you know, they are business at heart. Sometimes thought, hey, well, if that's the case, then we're not going to get a, a way to get a customer's, you know, uh, you know, credit card on the machine. We need to get them at least signed to Xbox Live, you know. So that was, I think, was the old way of thinking. But you have to realize that now it's a different ball game, and and they should have read that a lot, lot earlier than they did it took it was definitely a long time coming oh well, yeah, i mean most definitely but plus the the rise of uh <laughs> the xbox live didn't didn't help <laughs> oh wait i guess it did help it made them switch their mind less than, yeah, a week to exactly. say, less than 24 <laughs> hours switch it back and their mind and then like you know what we're just gonna make it free here we go <laughs> mm-hmm yeah, definitely. Uh, Centurion, what are your thoughts on this? Um, I mean, it, it took long enough, right, for this to happen. Uh, you know, it finally gets the monkey off of Xbox's back in a lot of ways, right? It definitely gets a, it gets it off their back, definitely for sure. Um, it's a step in the right direction. Um, I'm one of those that also understood why they created the paywall in the first place. Um, it shouldn't have it's one of those things where it shouldn't have been on a, uh, on a free to play basis. I don't know. There could be an argument made on both ways, but it's good to see that they're actually just starting to, uh, take the more popular route. And that is making, um, at least the free to play games, uh, themselves, uh, free to play, but it's going to be nice if they actually, I say at this point with the way it looks, they should really kind of follow this with most multiplayer gaming in general. Um, I don't think we really need a paywall at all anymore to, uh, once upon a time, the paywall was there to help maintain the servers, but now we know these companies have different avenues of creating services or ways for us to, uh, help kind of float the cost for those servers without having to make it feel like a, a paywall just to play multiplayer. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Oh, no, it absolutely does, right? And I understood why they had that paywall in the beginning, but, I mean, 
again, the market and things have changed for, I mean, Xbox Live has been around for, what, 20 years now? Something like that? Oh, yeah, definitely. So the original business model probably is completely outdated. I could see why they were making a push to want to get people into the more updated uh, service model. Um, definitely went about it the wrong way, got themselves in a lot of heat. Uh, they definitely, uh, like Bomber said, they backtracked that real quick, and then they said, you know, we're gonna also take away that paywall on games like free to play because uh, their competitor, like PlayStation games like Fortnite and other popular uh, free to play games, uh, you didn't have to put out any money at all to be able to play them. Uh, so definitely, it, it's a step in the right direction for sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, again, it's nice to see them doing this. Uh this very consumer friendly approach and like tim was saying earlier you know microsoft for the past or xbox the past uh well few years now they've been really uh building up a strong base with uh just how they react to their fans and how well uh, they've been talking to them and so on uh, to the consumer base and it just and it's a stark uh difference in comparison to their competition whether it be playstation nintendo and so on um, and that's always refreshing to see. It's just they they were kind of lagging behind in the, that regard with respect to some of their paywalls. And yeah, I'm just I'm happy to see them uh, uh, go free to play with a lot of this. Again, uh, again, guys, this is a good thing. This is very pro consumer, and I am happy to see this out the gate. I mean, again, I'm I'm kind of wondering if we'll see any more changes to uh, Xbox Live Gold and uh, the. Uh, other facets of it down the line within the next couple of months uh just very interesting to see um but yeah again it's a good move and uh really looking forward to what they have uh, going forward um you know what guys i mean we've talked about this before just kind of nice to get it out of the way now finally since they gave the official word uh but we will uh move on to some other news that uh, made the rounds and it looks like xbox game pass has been pulling in some really impressive, massive numbers. And according to our buddy Jez Corden over at Windows Central, Xbox Game Pass subscribers have reached 23 million as of April 20th. Wow, right? And considering that back in January, I think it was reported that numbers were at something like 18 million, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. And that's a massive increase of about 5 million subscribers within four months. I mean, <laughs> oh, wow, that's nothing to uh, to laugh at, to say the least. So really interesting stuff here. And I've got to say, I'm curious what my castmates here think of this. Uh, Leonidas, it seems like Game Pass is just on a roll here. Um, what do you think has been driving this upwards trajectory? the games i mean you get a whole list of games for one simple price that isn't expensive at all i mean it saves you on paying you know however many how much for new games so you just pay the what 14.99 isn't it i think that's the ultimate price and you get access to the games on your console games on your pc i mean it's just a good deal i mean who doesn't want that mm-hmm 
Yeah. No, absolutely. Uh, Centurion, do you have any uh, thoughts as to what could be really uh, driving this for us? I mean, of course, the games, but I mean, look at the types of games they've been adding too. Uh, again, at the beginning of the month, we had Outriders Day One. I mean, say what you will about it, it was a pretty high-profile AAA game that just dropped into the service uh, within, what, a couple of weeks of it being announced for it, and <laughs> it got a lot of uh, a lot of numbers being drawn to it. So, Game Pass is actually being used for multiple reasons. Um, you know, like you just said, Outriders, a game that really, probably more than likely Square Enix and them were a little trepidatious over releasing the game, because pre-orders, I heard, weren't exactly what they wanted. So, the game, the Game Pass is a service that is a good stepping stone for a game in that situation. Um <clears throat> Let's look at um, an organization like the MLB, and Tim Dog will probably like where this one's going. This organization has had to somehow break down the walls, the idea that a game that has been exclusive since its ex since its creation is no longer exclusive. They now have to undo a marketing campaign that lasted for years. How else can we do that? Oh, let's just shove it in Game Pass so that way everybody has the game. Try it out. We know it exists. It's no longer exclusive. So Game Pass is also being used as an avenue to kind of break down that barrier for them. I love the fact that Game Pass um, constantly has content coming in and out of it, new content, um, games that, um, heck, they even throw older games in there sometimes for us to enjoy once again. There is always a constant uh, influx of games in and out of Game Pass, something always new, something to be excited about. And I'm going to be upfront. I never felt that way about the, the services that PlayStation offered. You always went in there and you just kind of, yeah, there was, if you wanted to go into their services, it's kind of like to relive the past, but there was nothing new or exciting to be like, oh my God, I need to have this service. And somehow Microsoft really captured that by getting, obviously being the first ones to ante up and say, we're going to throw our stuff in there day and day uh, from our first party studios. And I'm pretty sure a lot of uh, executives probably were like, we're going to see how this works for them. And now all of a sudden uh, we're just seeing um, a lot of game developers, um, gaming executives are all wanting to put products in Game Pass because it can just be used in so many different ways. Mm-hmm. Right, right. I mean, you're, you know, you are correct when you say that there's a lot of things that are driving towards Game Pass. You make some really good points there. Um, it's, in, it's enticing. If it's enticing to somebody who wants to, because you got to think about it, these guys aren't really, you know, we're all talking about $15 here, $15 there, $10 here if you're not wanting Game Pass Ultimate. But how much do some of these executives or these developers kind of like, you know, cut Microsoft in for putting something in Game Pass? So I, if let's just put it this way. If developers and publishers are beating down Microsoft's door to want to put their, their product in this service, I am pretty sure that, that there is consumers out there that are definitely paying attention to this and everybody is wanting to check out Game Pass and it's kind of like one of those things like the minute you're in the door of Game Pass you don't want to leave you're just like oh my god there is actually a lot of value here and you kind of like it, you don't really want to go to that cancel button you really don't mm -hmm. well I mean speaking of which I mean 
<laughs> you know, Shockley was very kind to uh, to let to let us know about a nice deal for Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. Dude, so that I, blew I, my mind. I know I'm like thinking about going that tonight. Going okay, well, looks like I'm gonna start uh, buying about a year of Game Pass. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I already bit the bullet on that. I'm pretty I'm pretty stoked. It, no, it's legit. Um, I definitely suggest checking it out. Um, but. I've seen some criticism about uh, like how Microsoft ad- advertises Game Pass. Uh, should should they be doing more to kind of get Xbox Game Pass out there to like I guess you'd say more normie consumers, you know, just the average person. I know a couple of weeks ago for MLB the Show they had uh, at a Toronto Blue Jays game, you know, right by the pitcher's mound, Xbox Game Pass or you know, uh, with MLB the show, which is, which is good, but should they do more to try and track people into the service? Well, is that I mean, for me or so? Well, anybody, yeah. anybody. You take it. You take it and I'll follow up. Oh, no, I was wanting to make sure you just didn't say my name directly. You go ahead, Tim Dog. Well, I just, I, I, I think, I don't really think that, uh, I think they're doing a very good job in, in, in communicating Game Pass, and I think that that's one of the reasons why they saw this jump in numbers or the rumored numbers, as we say. Uh, you know, listen, they they they've had a really good month or two months uh, of Game Pass news and hype. You remember the sports sports uh, announcements, Football Manager, uh, you know, all these games, NBA 2K. Going into the X Cloud, uh, GTA again. You can do it through the X Cloud. There's been so many Game Pass specific, awesome, really mind-boggling news that's come out that I think that now we're getting to the point where the average consumer, which you say the normie consumer, or the one that they really want to get, starts to understand what Game Pass is and and when that happens, and I think that they're almost there, you're going to see basically a huge jump of subscribers because when that becomes something that, the, like I said, the average consumer understands and finds value in, uh, then that's the, real, that's the real where Xbox has to be, uh, where the Game Pass has to be is, is right there. Because then you're becoming, you know, what you've always envisioned. And I think that they're almost there. I think Halo is going to, you know, push them through. I think they had internal forecast of 30 million game pass, so that was the number. Uh, That's about 40 now. And that's insane because they thought 30 was probably uh, a reach. You know what I mean? But they are uh, on fire. Uh, and they can't sell enough Xboxes. Everything the Xbox they sell uh, is gone. So, uh, you know, uh, it's really kind of hard to gauge what's going on. But from what I've heard and with the, the, just the overall back-end analytics of it or even just my own social media presence where, you know, when Xbox does good, I see real big jumps. And, you know, uh, that's what I'm seeing right now. And that's what Xbox is seeing more so. They're seeing these analytics, a lot of younger Xbox, a lot of younger fans, younger generation says, 
I don't want to pay $70 for a game without Game Pass service. They're beginning to get it. And, um, you know, I, I do think Sony has to respond. That's another argument that we've, or, you know, debate we've talked about on end ad nauseum. So I don't really want to go into that. But that's where it's going right now. You have, like, I see these influxes of, of like, these, these younger generation people putting me in, like, these, these group chats. And, I mean, uh, you know, and, you know, this is something new. And, and I had actually asked some people, uh, you know, uh, you know who, who might know some stuff. I said, have you seen the younger generation or, uh, like, have you seen that demographic? Have you seen jumps? And they, they said yes. So, uh, you know, there is something going on right now. Um, the marketing, I think, was always a hard thing to do because you have to get the average consumer that doesn't have a ton of light to try to understand this stuff. And it can happen, but it's just it, it, it's the whole maturization of the whole thing. And I think they're way ahead of where they thought they would be. And now it's like, uh, like I've said on previous shows, it's, it's getting pretty crazy about what they might do and you know the, the, their next moves and their next you know the, the talk of bf6 and game pass day one it's absolutely crazy if they land that um and stuff mm. like that yeah i mean that's true uh, that you bring that up tim i mean it, we have heard rumblings of more like let's say third party like bigger titles like triple a's going into the service possibly um you know it's easy to speculate on that kind of stuff but you know if we hear something about a big ea title like battlefield 6 possibly going in sometime you know later this year I mean, that would be pretty huge. That would be a big bump to the service, too, especially everybody looking forward to the next Battlefield. Um, that would be big incentive to uh, get into the service. Uh, and then, you, I mean, you look at how Battlefield Five did a few years back, and uh, it kind of uh, it, it didn't set the world on fire like they thought, well, for a number of reasons. So I would imagine that they would want uh, to get a pretty so solid player base into Battlefield Six. Well, and then there's also the rumor that it would be uh, next gen only. So there, there's that as well. Um, yeah, I mean, we could, uh, I mean, we could speculate all kinds on, you know, what AAA would go into there. I mean, I'm more interested in uh, getting like a variety of games, obviously, not just the AAAs. Uh, although that's always really nice. Um, guys, I mean, Halo Infinite is supposed to release later this year. Um, I mean, you look at the numbers, I mean, give or take, let's say, let's say that the subscriber count is at uh, 25 million. Could we possibly see even 30 million by the end of this year, like going into Halo Infinite? Like, easily. Yeah. Easily. That was the, that was the, I think that was the goal was 30 million, but I think they're past, like, you know, sometimes when uh, business has the forecast, they revise their forecast, and they'll say, oh, we're going to sell 5 million less units, or they're going to need, they're going to go ahead 5 million more. I think they're on the more of the, the forecast of, of 35 million, possibly, you know, depending on how much they can sell and how much they can produce. 
Uh, yeah, they're in, in, in really good shape there. And, w- and what's crazy <clears throat> is that they're doing these numbers really without any help from their first-party studios yet. Like, that's what I think is impressive, and I think that's why Xbox is double-downing on these third-party uh, day-and-date options. You know, and they're partnering with a lot of different uh, places like EA. You know, they already have EA Play inside of Game Pass. Uh, so to maybe if, if they start, if they see maybe Battlefield 6, I know that's the whole speculation of Battlefield 6, like you said earlier. But honestly, I could I could see that, you know, they just go ahead and put that, you know, day and date on there and just get because now they, they care about the the amount of players playing. I haven't seen, I've seen it so many times this whole week with different podcasts with uh, different developers on there always talking about how strong their engagements are and how they're sustaining. They're not just dying off. They're staying high. You know, they may not be at the highest peak still, but they're still barely, you know, consistently at a very good place where they, they just love and they're able to do more with. So it, I just think, Game Pass is just it's, it's doing so well. So, I mean, once you start getting those big new first-party titles, I'm not talking about the older titles like, you know, Gears and stuff like that. We knew those were going in there, but, you know, you've seen the huge jump for the Master Chief Collection uh, that you saw, like, Steam has shown, you know, consistently a ton of... Uh, player bases running through Twitch and everything like that. So there's a lot of things happening with a lot, even their first party studios, but I believe like, it's just crazy to see that they're not having any new content come out from their first party, you know, in a while since what, I guess, uh, you know, the updates to see if these or, you know, high busters for gears five. So just seeing, you know, people just gravitating that game Pass is possibly like this third party, <laughs> big deal could be a thing. I mean, if I don't know how long they can keep that up. I mean, maybe they don't once their first party are starting to roll, but you never know. I mean, I, I you know, their pot, their pockets are, are pretty deep. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, totally. Um, obviously, I mean, the numbers are looking pretty good. It looks like a very uh, healthy and profitable, um, service to say the least i know that there were a lot of doubters early on with game pass but uh there's been a lot of touting of it recently uh obviously sony guys has uh like what's his name jim ryan has uh going back a few months had he was nagging at uh xbox game pass and he didn't really see a future for subscription services However, I get the feeling that they're uh, that, that they're changing their tune. I think there's been some comments in recent months about having a subscription service. Um, Leonidas, do you see Sony doing an Xbox Game Pass type of service in the near future? I hope they can build on PS Now. Like I like PS Now to begin with because it has a lot of RPGs on it, which is rare. So I play a lot of those on there. And, like, they have a few exclusives they put in there for a little bit, but I don't see them actually going full exclusive with it. They seem to stick to their guns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, Sony does, uh, you know, 
they really do like having their like their big AAA games and just have uh just stick into like the sales and <laughs> you know what I don't blame that that's worked out uh, pretty well from the uh for them for a lot of their big games but I mean uh, it's just with all the numbers coming out of Xbox Game Pass and just uh, again the num- <sighs> they are pretty pretty striking to say the least I just I can't see them yeah go yeah. ahead. Uh, one thing I wish they would change is the streaming crap. Like, all the PS3 games have to be streamed to play them, and the streaming is horrible. I tried playing uh, Metal Gear Solid 4, and yeah, that just did not work out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, hopefully they uh, they do some improvements, uh, whether it be with uh, the streaming at their end or uh, just update some of their services in general. You know, maybe improve their backwards compatibility and so on. I would like to see that. Um, again, hey, people like to play those older titles. <laughs> it's been proven. So, well, I, I never got to play that one when mm-hmm. it first came out, and I like Metal Gear because I never owned a PS3. I had the Xbox, the 360, but I never got the PS3. So I was like, oh, I get to play it finally, and then it's like, oh, I can't play it because it's a mess. I don't know why they can't just make it so you you can install them like with Xbox with their 360 games and even their Xbox games. It makes no sense to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So since we're on the topic of Game Pass, guys, uh, do we have any Xbox Game Pass Ultimate members in the house? Anybody in the chat? Anybody on the panel? Um, There's uh, non Ultimate Xbox Game Pass. That's awesome. Like, is that a thing? They won. Right. I didn't even know there was. They still sell just Game Pass. (laughs) (laughs) They the Ultimate Game Pass now. I'm so confused. (laughs) There's Xbox Super Ultimate Game Pass, Noah. (laughs) Um, I wouldn't be surprised. All right. So where's that? I mean, uh, what does that include? Uh, uh, you get a secret decoder ring in the mail, and they send you like these little clues in the mail. Um, don't forget no, the certificate. Well, you, you get, get an auto- you HBO Max. <laughs> you get an they autograph. Give you, they give you this little. Phone- <laughs> they give you a phone number, and once a week you get to call in and hear like you know Matt Booty, Aaron Greenberg, Phil Spencer, somebody like speak inspirational words. That sounds horrible. <laughs> <laughs> I would not be calling that number. <laughs> I'd be oh, like, man. stop calling my numbers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, guys, Xbox recently sent out invites to beta test the uh, cloud gaming for PC and uh, Apple products, actually, which is uh, pretty cool. Glad to see them uh, getting involved with that. Uh, we'd heard uh, some news about that a few weeks back. Has anyone here uh, tried it yet? I know uh, earlier on, uh, before the show started, uh, we were talking about it. Uh, if any of you guys have tried it, what have your experiences been? Uh, Bomber, we'll start with you. Um, I, I didn't get invited to it, which I don't use any iOS stuff, uh, thank the Lord. But um, I didn't get the thing for the PC, which is what I would love, to be honest, because I have a terrible old PC and I would like to actually, you know, play a lot of those RTSs, you know, that are on there already through my PC without actually my PC trying to die. Uh, but... Hopefully, I'll eventually get that, but uh, I'll let somebody else on the panel that's actually been able to either test it or whatnot. I mean, I think it's a great option, and I hope to try it soon. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Tim, have you spent any time with it? 
Yeah, I spent about an hour, two hours. I, I got uh, into uh, a chat with somebody, Xbox Live chat. It worked. A little bit of a little bit of a little bit of a problem there, but it was it was we could, we got through it. Um, I reported it. Uh, yeah, I, I, the integration of the mouse and the the way your PC works for for my I, I did it off a of Windows 10 PC. Um, but the way that the, the the way that like the you know the mouse and everything works uh, will coincide with your you know control that's connected via Bluetooth or uh, hardwired. Uh, you know it's it's you know you play we play nine out of ten games and you don't notice it and it's instant click click instant gaming. Uh, if you like to like if you want to get a lot of. Uh, uh, I can see people, achievement hunters, just going on there and really banging it out. There's no downloads. Uh, you just jump right in. I have to say, I'm very impressed with it. Uh, there is room for uh, growth, a lot of growth. Uh, you know, it, if you have a, a, a Surface or a, even a Mac or anything, um, it's all web-based. So it's it's done within a website. So I think that's really cool mm -hmm. um, and smart. And uh, you know, like using a Mac on that and, and having that that option, or just even like your MacBooks and stuff like that, I think really opens up a lot of uh, avenues to to access your content. Now, let's say you know you're you're you know you're not home or whatever, and you want to play something. It's going to be easier and easier to do this and. This is the one way I can see them really catapulting it because everyone has a PC, everyone has a laptop, everyone has an iPhone or you know an Android. They have they have that all covered, and the product is, I would say it's it's it needs to be in a certain spot, but it's almost there. And um, this new update uh, was it's a big one. The, this is this is the type of stuff that might not be a big deal now, but down the line, as we evolve, as as, as gamers evolve and people play games wherever they want, and it's more readily accessible and and you know consider just like say like people play their game right on a lunch table and stuff like that, more and more accepted. Uh, I really see this uh, being big for Xbox. It's like I said, it's right. In, it's just started. Um, but as far as like you know, Stadia, you know, at this point has to be looking at this and being like, where do we go from here? I mean, uh, you know, the and the, the 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 cool thing is that we're all playing right now on the S's, uh, the Xbox One S uh, uh, server shards. So we're basically playing on the Xbox One S. When these, when you start to play on the X uh, servers, there's no lag. Well, there's no, there's, there's always be lag, but there's no uh, load screens. You run the games like it would run on an X, a Series X, and mm -hmm. uh, I've heard it, it even makes the experience that much more better, that much more visibly uh, visual. And also the the times, like you could play Destiny in, in you know, three seconds, you think, or whenever, or just when you load. Think about how powerful that could be. I mean, you don't, you're somewhere in the middle of nowhere. You just all you need is an internet connection that's strong, 
and the infrastructure of internet is getting bigger and bigger, stronger and stronger, and that's accessible to you. You can play all these games day one off the cloud, and that's their whole pl- plan. And uh, yeah, like I said, they they really did a good job here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I tried a bit of it. Like, uh, I have I have an iPhone, and I I tried playing a bit of uh, Banjo Kazooie, for example. Uh, on the cloud and it was working pretty good at first uh, coming through really well I had some issues with the uh, the latency when it came to the controls but I mean otherwise I was pretty impressed with the technology I need to dabble with it more uh, try out some more games on the go uh, granted I was on my works uh, rather iffy Wi-Fi but uh, you know if I'm at home I'll <laughs> I'll definitely give it a go but uh, I mean yeah this is cool it just being able to play your uh, your games on a go wherever. I, I realize that this is just a test for now, but uh, who would have thought that we would have been here, you know, a few years back, like five, six, seven years ago, and we're talking about playing our games on the go wherever we, we want through uh, cloud. I mean, that's pretty, uh, you through know. Through a click of a button, through a, through a you know, just a, a, honestly a mouse click. That's what that's what at the heart that this is, and this is uh, the, also the usage that they saw. I heard was very high, so a lot of people are doing it. Um, but in the you know, this is definitely coming, and this is going to be a part of their their whole entire uh, you know offerings. This is this is a big part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Leonidas, have you had a chance at all to test out any of the uh, X Cloud uh, gaming? at all or uh or is that just not your thing no i uh played it on pc and i had no issues with it i booted up killer instinct was in real fast got my matches started and i had no issues whatsoever because i was expecting stuttering or low frames because with fighting games you have to worry about that mm-hmm. but i had no issues whatsoever yeah. i was surprised <laughs> well, yeah, because I was about to say with something like a fighting game, right? Something very competitive. You want, you need those stable frame rates and whatnot. You don't want any lag. So, I mean, you're saying you had a pretty positive uh, experience just right off the bat with it. Yeah, uh, the only issue I can think of is is like the uh, graphics went down a little bit, but that's about it. Which didn't bug me in the least. I mean, yeah. you're worried more about frames than you are about <laughs> what it looks like when it comes to those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's granted. True. Yeah, like it's granted. True. You do notice it a little bit, but I just want to say that. Go ahead. Oh, no, just granted, you know, this is still early on, right? This is just a testing phase, so obviously things will improve. And like Tim said, they're going to be updating, uh, you know, the servers and whatnot uh it's a slow process but like again it'll come it'll come uh centurion have you had a chance to check out anything uh with regards to the cloud gaming as of yet i know it's only been live for a couple of days with uh well with the apple and pc anyways um so we're talking like x cloud as a whole right we're not just talking like the ios or pc side well, I mean, at first with the iOS and PC, but like just, I mean, as a whole, if you'd like to comment for sure. Well, uh, my only dealings with xCloud was um, 
obviously I've played around with it in the beta, wanted to try it out, see how the lag went. That was when uh, they first started doing xCloud. Um, and then I started trying, um, I kind of goofed off one day by suggestion of a good friend and, uh, basically connected my phone to my TV and my controller and actually simulated pretty much having an Xbox on my uh, my entertainment center by using my cell phone as the the connection between my TV and xCloud. Uh, but for me, I was really wanting to get rid of latency, so I actually got uh, a Kishi, um, and that right there, um, I guess, totally kind of changed it for me when it came to latency. So every once in a while, I do think about packing my Kishi with me uh, when it comes to... Uh, Going somewhere where I know that I'm probably going to have some downtime, I'll actually like consider bringing it with me just because I know I have access to uh, gaming and actually uh, being able to play some of the games I'm actually playing right now are in xCloud. So to actually continue playing a game you're already playing, not have to just like, oh, I'm going to start this game just to kind of kill time and then I'll probably never get to it again. You know, I like the fact that you're actually pretty much playing the games that you'd play at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's the thing, right? It's not just some, like, side thing. It's the actual game that you're playing, which is excellent, right? So it just seems right. so futuristic you to can me. turn on your console, and because of Cloud Sync, it will pick up right where you left off, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, it just blows my mind where the technology is going these days. Um, but yeah, guys, I mean, it is pretty exciting to see where xCloud is going. And granted, again, these are just uh, testing phases that are going through right now. But it's very promising. Very promising. Um, you know what, guys? Keeping with the Xbox news and the series consoles just got 13 EA games to support frame rate boosts. Up to 120 frames per second. Wow. Games like Battlefield 4, 1, and 5. Titanfall. Well, both Titanfall games, actually. A bunch of Plants vs. Uh, Zombie Garden Warfare titles. And even more. I haven't had a chance to fire up any of these to test them out personally. But I've seen a lot of people posting positive things about these older titles. Tim, I know how much you enjoy your tech. You're kind of a technology and hardware junkie how much of a difference does it mean to have some of these big ea games uh, boosted to 120 frames well i tell you i have the ability to actually test them and play them uh, i haven't tried them all uh but the 120 frames per second thing you know I, it is it's listen it's good for the fact that it gives you the option also xbox's vrr which uh, is huge for this uh, technology because now if you're running, say, 110 or 105 and you're getting dips, you won't, you won't even see it with the VRR. Uh, you have to have a VRR-capable television. You have to have a 4K 120 television uh, 2.1, uh, I, I believe, to experience the 120. Uh, I think you can experience the, one, the 120 also on uh, 2.0. Um, especially at the lower resolutions. But uh, listen, I, I'm i not a frame-crazy guy, but I am also recognize that probably on this panel is more people that care about frames and resolution and that overall people really care about uh, the speed and, and access of frames per second, 60 frames per second, and some people care about 120. So 
Uh, just the, the, the ability that Xbox is offering this so readily, so many games. Um, you know, I think it's up to 49 games now support 120 frames per second. It's a huge deal. It's it's a huge it's a huge win, and um, you know, it's just it's the product truth of of what they put out there. They were saying 120 frames per second, and and people were laughing at them. Do you guys remember that? Like. Like, you know, there was talk of it in, like, 120 frames per second. Like, you know, like, uh, you'd say, yeah, right, you need a PC. That's not the case now. They broke that barrier, and uh, not that it's expected, but it really has become expected, uh, you know, coming from them. And, and that's just because they've done so well here. So, uh, yeah, I think, uh, I mean, I'm so overly positive this podcast about Xbox. But the fact is, is that they deserve it. They're doing stuff like this just on a random Thursday. They drop this whole EA stuff, Battlefield, 420 frames per second, Titan film, the Titan, you know, uh, uh, what is it, Titan, what's the game? T- the, Titanfall. The, Titanfall. Titanfall, Titanfall, both of them, 120 frames per second. Uh, and, like, it's like nothing now. Like, we just take it in stride. Because that's how good Xbox has been. But overall, uh, yeah, I want to test them. You know, I've seen differences between 60 and 120. But again, depends on the game, depends on your eyes. Some people more, I, I, I fully believe, are much more sensitive to frames than others. Me, I've always been the, the guy that gives the developer a, oh, it's okay type deal. I don't go crazy because I remember playing games in the, in the, in the 90s where the slowdown would be, you know, uh, you know, part where you laughed at the game and said, "Look at this! Look what's going on here!" and and you know, you know, you didn't take it personally. Now, if, if if you know these games are you know low frames or the drop in first, people lose their minds. But for me, I've never been a frame, you know, uh, frame type, you know, aficionado or whatever you want to call. It. But I do respect the fact that there are people like that. And and they they say and feel that they can see the difference and all that stuff. But just even the fact that Xbox is just offering forty nine games right now just goes to show you that they came prepared. Mm-hmm. Well, remember too that a month ago when uh, they were starting to roll this out, people were kind of worried. It's like, oh, they saw Super Lucky's Tale, Sniper Elite Four, and yeah, yeah, right, right. And people, you know, and you know. Rightly so, but at the same time, you have to give this time, and they just gave some, you know, some examples from a, a broad uh, variety of genre of games, and now you got titles like again, uh, well, more recent titles like uh, more heavy hitters, I guess you would say, heavy hitting franchises like a Battlefield, like a Titanfall, like uh, a Plants vs Zombies Garden Warfare, and these are very competitive games that. You know, they're titles that you want to see, uh, you know, a nice boost in frame rate for the best overall experience for uh, competitive gaming, and that you know it's very impressive what they're doing. Um, so can I uh, hop in real quick, there, Invader? Yeah, of course, buddy. Um, I know this game is not being boosted by Xbox. It has nothing. Well, technically, Xbox actually owns them, so you never know. Uh, we always got to throw ESO in there somehow with my world. Uh, but I have heard more hype lately from people talking about either A, 
wanting to get back into ESO, wanting to check out ESO, or I actually have a couple friends that are wanting to upgrade their console to a Series X for the, the upgrade of ESO, where they actually are going to pretty much give the game a new frame rate. Um, because, uh, we've all, you know, us ESO fans have already been watching a lot of the stuff that's already capable on PC. Uh, but with ESO, you don't really, you don't have cross save. Um, so I pretty much have an account with hundreds of hours, hundreds of dollars invested into it that I'm not going to just jump ship and go somewhere else and just completely abandon that. There's no way to transfer it over. Um, so we've all been kind of seeing some of this stuff on PC and, Pretty much the people I play with and talk to are all getting excited that it's starting to actually come to console now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Damn, you and your ESO uh, between you, Forkboy, and Leonidas. Damn, a lot of ESO players around here. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're starting to grow. <laughs> I'm actually re-rolling a character now. Well, not right now, but tonight. Ooh. I'm going to try out a Templar. See, that's the that's the fun part about that game is you can really pretty much build whatever you want and however you want to feel. I mean, we have one friend that uh, will play with us occasionally, and that dude cannot keep his hands off stuff. He steals things constantly. So while we're doing our own thing, just trying to play the game, he is constantly running by with guards chasing him, trying to just, like, put him in jail. It's hilarious. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> have that thief in your group. <laughs> people do, he people don't realize what happens when you get into a world like that and they just start picking stuff up and then all of a sudden they're being told that they gotta pay fines and all this other stuff or they get attacked and <laughs> oh man that's pretty crazy uh let's see in the chat 108 dragons tv lemon with the two dollar super chat what's good my gaming community oh thanks lemon we really appreciate uh, your support buddy uh, and what's good, guys? What's good, people in the chat? Great to see you here. Uh, oh, we got Reign of the Third Eye. Uh, who else? Jesse Darby's joining us here. Lots of good people in the chat. Peter Sark, hey, buddy. Great to see you. The Game Filter and many others. Uh, again, thank you. Dalen's here as well. Uh, very lively chat this evening. Uh, also, guys, just so you know, uh, some of these games you'll have to manually toggle the boost on and off. So they won't, some of them won't be initially uh, 120 frames and so on. You'll have to uh, there might there's a little toggle thing they have to do in the menu. And speaking of boosts, it seems like the Series X will be getting a graphics boost in the near future thanks to AMD. And in an announcement, AMD is bringing its Fidelity FX technology to the Series X and S consoles, giving developer kits new tools and features. Things like variable shading and contrast, adaptive sharpening, all kinds of cool stuff and effects that will... Uh, greatly enhance games and just give them a, a better, much better look overall. And uh, I don't know, it just—it's very exciting to hear this kind of stuff. Uh, I don't know, guys. Do you guys think that this is uh, you know pretty good news for the future of Xbox? Like already, uh, like these uh, developer kits getting uh, these enhancements. Like, what do you think, Bomber? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I think having these these tools finally, you know, I guess coming up publicly that you know. We finally know, hey, there are things that are finally getting out there that will eventually start seeing in, you know, future projects or even, 
current projects that will start having them added. Uh, it's kind of like when we saw Unreal Engine 5, you know, just waiting for these developers that are using 4 to go to 5. So, I mean, just kind of a, it's just nice. I mean, it's going to make everything pretty. It's going to make everything just look better, run better. Uh, that way the hardware is not doing all the work. So you'll have that software there to help with it. So it just kind of gives, you know, a good peace of mind. They're like, okay, cool. There's new stuff coming out there. that's going to help out. And of course this just, this doesn't just only help just console gaming. You know, this is going to help out AMD all in general. So it's just, it's just nice. Uh, overall. I mean, it's definitely a good thing seeing it, uh, due to the fact of, you know, these games now they're getting, so realistic and you know having so much more stuff on screen all this extra fidelity is just going to make it pop even more and it's just kind of it, it makes me excited because i'm not gonna lie I, i'm one of the ones that i do like pretty things so if they keep on adding things in it to allow my games to look prettier hey i'm all for it mm-hmm. no and you're absolutely right it's i mean hard, eh? <laughs> <laughs> hey <laughs> look at the shiny <laughs> Look Dude, I am bad. I am bad. I'm bad. Oh, I, I mean, know. It's, I know. It, if it looks good, I mean, that, that's that's the first thing that just it catches my eye. So then I'm okay. Let me see Somebody more. Somebody say squirrel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, squirrel. Uh, so it's like as soon as I see something pretty, I'm like, ooh, there, shiny. So it's it's yeah. That's just unfortunately that's that's how I've always been. Mm-hmm. No, I, I, you know I'm with you there, bomber. I mean, I I like having some uh, pretty things too. You know, it's that you know. Oh, there's a shiny there? Yeah, totally. Um, and getting things, getting stuff like this added in is always a nice bonus. I mean, these were features that I believe were available to the PC uh, earlier this year, and then they're just releasing them for uh, these consoles now. I think only Xbox is getting them at the moment. But, you know, that's, a, that's cool. I like it. I like that they're adding this stuff, and I can't... It just makes me really excited to see. Already, the games are looking pretty sharp so far from uh, some teases we've seen of upcoming games, and I'm just excited to see what we have in store down the line, so that just makes me very excited for these consoles. Um, but, yeah. Like, Centurion, what do you think? Uh, like, when... With AMD adding all this... Like, this, uh, these new features and tools in... I mean, how do you feel about these upgrades coming to uh, the Xbox consoles in the near future? Um, I feel pretty good. Um, we all see now the fruits of Microsoft's labor on, you know, sometimes it's not always good to be the first one out of the gate and get a dev kit in a developer's hands. You know, we heard how Microsoft got their uh, developer kits kind of in, de- uh, in the developer's hands late in the game. Uh, so they're, they weren't able to kind of implement some of this stuff and now they're starting to talk about it and man, the future is looking grand. We are going to see games with new tech. We're going to see, uh, new games. We're going to see new franchises that get a resurgence. I mean, I am excited in general for gaming, at least for the next, gosh, five, 10 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we got a pretty bright future in store for us. And I'll admit, when it comes to like some of this uh, dev dev uh, toolkit talk, like it, it's it's Greek to me in a lot of ways. <laughs> you know, some of the stuff they talk about, some of the features, but I, I do understand some things, and it is pretty uh, pretty cool and exciting. 
so yeah, I mean that's coming down the line. But... Well, they're wanting to also make these. <clears throat> excuse me. They're wanting to make these uh, dev kits and their tools also extremely readily available. So that way, pretty much anybody or anyone who has a dream of making a game will have an avenue of some way, shape, or form of being able to achieve that. Mm -hmm. I guess the thing that I would really like to see is a game filter in the chat list off one of them, like uh, better physics, for example. And I don't know if that's a thing in this uh, update coming, but I mean, just better AI overall. You know, a game, video game AI, it just it hasn't really advanced that much, in my opinion. And I, I would just like to see some, uh, I don't know, just some more adaptive AI when you're like, uh, you know, shooting at things right so that's why i was always... it that just said that they actually i it might have been outriders but i forget somebody just recently told me that they were actually uh pleasantly surprised with the ai in a recent game and i think it may have actually been outriders i may be completely wrong but i they were talking about how the ai was actually trying to flank them while they were basically concentrating on somewhere else so um, yeah, we're already starting to see uh, developers kind of playing around with uh, new forms of AI. Mm -hmm. Yeah, actually, you know what? That makes a lot of sense, too, because, I mean, while I did see them, like, crouch by barriers at times, they were flanking pretty often, so uh, make a good point there, yeah. Um, but yeah, guys, I mean, either way, some uh, pretty exciting stuff. And yes, uh, Game Filter, I agree as well. Uh, also, Destruction, yeah, I would like to see that. <laughs> and funny enough, I, I got some Destroy All Humans here, and I'm blowing up uh, all kinds of buildings and whatnot. So, uh, very timely on that. Um, well, um, have you seen, um, because I had to do some, uh, basically, I was checking out a game that was being done by Focus Interactive. Um, and they have a game, oh my god. It's where you literally take up. It's on PC right now, but it's coming to Xbox. Uh, where you like the premise of the game is you take apart uh, structures in space, and it like they're trying to implement some kind of new uh, destruction physics. And somehow, if you look at this game, this game is totally it, it, a test for these physics. The whole premise of the game is you just basically break things down and destroy them. And some of the screenshots actually looked pretty cool. Hmm. You know what? I think I know which game you're talking about. Just the names eluding me at the moment. Guys in the chat, do you know which game? Uh... It's like it's like Space Destructor or something hmm. like that. I, yeah, I gotta look that up. But uh, either way, guys, like yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, just stuff like that. You know, again, it makes me excited for the future or the near future of gaming and the possibilities and just the advancements overall. But uh, you know, guys, onto some other news and it looks like sony really doesn't want games uh it's close to going on to xbox game pass uh spotted a few days ago some documents have popped up that sony and capcom have agreed to not have resident evil village on xbox game pass or xcloud gaming or even xbox live gold uh for up to one year after its release not only that, but Sony would have exclusive rights to decide if the game can even appear on subscription services, which is uh, very, very interesting. Granted, I can't say if this has been verified yet, but it would make sense for a deal like this uh, to happen for Sony. And I've read through the, uh, the, the documents a bit anyways, and it does look legit in my opinion. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Leonidas. Do you think that this would be a legitimate uh, 
do you think that this could be a legitimate deal between Capcom and Sony, like for uh, again to keep this off Game Pass and so on? Like it's a, it's a threat to them. Well, I I'm not surprised by the exclusive deal because they did it with Street Fire. Like when Street Fire Five came out, it was it's only on PlayStation, and then later down the line it went to PC. So it doesn't surprise me in the least. And that might be have Sony's way of you know keeping games off Game Pass. Because Capcom's had a few of them on there. I mean, I think Monster Hunter World's still on Game Pass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, and Resident Evil Seven. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. I mean, Resident Evil Seven was a pretty big get. I remember uh, what, like a year or two ago, uh, put into the service, and yeah, it was doing pretty well for them. I know I downloaded it and gave it a go. Uh, very, very high-profile game there. Um, it's just like even I don't know, like this these deals that Sony's making, they're very they're very aggressive just to uh compete with Game Pass alone, just focusing on uh, this one Xbox service, well pretty much anyways. Um I don't know, it's just it like uh do you think that Game Pass kind of scares them in a way? Well, yeah, if they want to make money. <laughs> I mean, that's all it is about is, you know, getting those subscriptions sold. So, of course, they're going to try to make it so that Game Pass can't get more games because most people are just going to be like, oh, I can just play it for free because that's how they think on Game Pass. So why would they buy it from for their PlayStation? Makes no sense. Mm-hmm. Well, Even I... though... Yep. It is not free. You actually pay for Game Pass. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. It's not a free deal. But, I mean, you do look at some of the deals that Sony's made. I mean, obviously, uh, with the Microsoft acquisition of Bethesda, um, well, some games won't be uh, coming to Xbox uh, too quickly. You look at the deals they made for Ghostwire Tokyo and Deathloop, for example, uh, whether it be a, you know, 6-12-month uh, exclusivity. Uh, there's been other games like uh, for, uh, Square Enix's Forspoken that I believe, I think it's either one- or two-year exclusivity. Um, it's a two-year one. Yeah. There's actually a new Square Enix game coming to Xbox and Game Pass Day 1. Which uh, one? Dragon Quest Builder 2. Oh, is that a newer announcement? Yeah. It just happened like 10, 20 minutes ago. Oh, no shit, huh? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, damn. Or an hour, excuse me. <laughs> get your time right. My bad. Ah, oh, dang. I need to I need to really get on those announcements, damn. <laughs> Guys in the chat, it let got us know. to me. That's the only reason I knew. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm known as the JRPG guy, so people send it to me. <laughs> the JRPG guy. So, Builder... Um illuminate me is that uh like do you have to like like um like what kind of a game is it exactly do you know uh basically you have to build settlements take on monsters find uh materials to build your settlements uh make gear weapons it's a really fun game and they have like a creative mode and a story mode just like how minecraft does it Except for Dragon Quest Builders, a hundred times better than Minecraft. <laughs> Bam! Shots fired. <laughs> That's to me. I mean, other oh, people yeah. can say otherwise, but I never got into Minecraft, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why? Well, I mean, I'll have to agree with you on that. Minecraft isn't exactly what I call my cup of tea, but I can like, I can understand why people enjoy it. Though. Like, there's a 
there's a survival mode, but there's no like story. Like there's no characters to it. So I'm just like, eh. Like the creative part was fun for a little bit, but that's all I got into. Like I made a skull mountain with lava coming out of the eyes in Minecraft. <laughs> Ooh, attractive. <laughs> I decided uh, to make it evil layer. That was the whole point. <laughs> hey man, get creative. That's what it's there for, right? You can make whatever you want. <laughs> uh, I was more uh, creative in Fallout Four. That these little like light squares that you can build on your settlements. I literally made like. 12 foot tall versions of Mega Man Metroid and their 8 bit versions on the settlement. <laughs> oh man, that's about all right. That's pretty cool. I'd like to, I'd like to see some of that. Um, yeah, Centurion, what do you think about this uh, document, uh, all these legal documents between uh, Sony and Capcom? Um, like, uh, yeah, just what do you think of this deal overall? Hmm. Um, Sony's grasping at straws? <laughs> I'm not trying to be mean. Um, so I could see why they would want to do this. This is totally something Sony would do. I'm just curious, though, how Sony is definitely going to try to be the company that dictates to developers how they can make money because um, eventually I feel like they're, they're going to kind of back themselves into a corner and nobody's going to want to put up with that anymore because there's... Who really wants somebody to tell them what to do with a product that they made? I'm surprised that if Capcom would let them even do this. Um, does Capcom even want Resident Evil in um, Game Pass? I don't know, but it, it just seems really weird to give t control over even... It, I can see timed exclusivity, but for them to have control whether it goes ever... I just really feel that's far reaching even for Sony because Sony needs to realize that, you know, eventually they're going to put themselves in a position where de developers aren't going to want to deal deals with them just because they're trying to do underhanded stuff like this. Mm hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's really aggressive by them uh, to do this. Like, how is it underhanded? What do you mean? Well, like, Xbox has did it before. Like they did it with uh, Tomb Raider, Rise of the Tomb Raider. They made it so you could only it was a Well, that's the only thing. But no, what I mean by underhanded is by for PlayStation to say we retain the rights to control whether or not it goes to Game Pass ever. You know, I can understand saying year, two years, but to try to say we have full control over that decision at any time in the game's existence, I, I just mm -hmm. feel that's like a little far reaching. Well, to be fair, I mean, even with like Rise of the Tomb Raider, Microsoft helped to fund the game, so I think that's why they. Well, but yeah. Microsoft also did not say the game stays permanently in our system. You know, it was a it was a clear stated one year timed exclusivity. Um, Microsoft wasn't trying to come out and say, "Well, we did this deal, but we wanted to make sure that Square Enix knew that we let them." put uh tomb raider on playstation that was never um xbox's stance and that's where i don't know if playstation's gonna try to be that company where like well we let them put resident evil on game pass and for me just the way i feel um i they didn't create resident evil they're not capcom they have nothing to do with resident evil they have no business holding total control over anything of that franchise 
I think they own a lot more Capcom than people know. Ever since See, they that, brought them that, back. Now, I haven't dug into Capcom. Capcom is definitely not one of my companies where I like know want to know everything about them. Uh, but if that's the case, then definitely it changes the playing field a little bit because then that definitely puts the ball in Sony's court. We see uh, companies all the time are able to make changes on a corporate level just because of owning large stock shares in a company. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, if see, you're... See, for... Go ahead, Tim. No, I just want to say, for me, uh, I think that they're well within their right to do this. This is uh, what they do. This is the way that they, uh, you know, can compete or diffuse some of the Game Pass momentum. But here's the thing. Now, it might be that they got away with a little bit of more uh, of the deal this time around. But if they continue this where they say, hey, you can't put our game on Game Pass, what's going to happen is is that marketing deal is going to cost them more and more money. Because there might be a developer that says, hey, I'm going to go market with, with uh, you know, Sony, and then after six months I want to look into Game Pass and to utilize Game Pass and all the things that that you know the the eyeballs and the, and everyone playing the game, uh, you know, so so that becomes an asset to that developer. So Sony is going to put themselves in a position that's not a good position to be in to fend off and try to get every marketing deal that you have, and to also include uh, you know keeping it off Game Pass. Now, if that's the case, which moving forward could be. Like I said, that's not that's not really a proactive plan to negate Game Pass because what's going to happen then is is that Xbox is going to say, okay, you piss us off now, we're going to do uh, Battlefield Six, and we're going to do uh, you know two other games, game day one, and we're going to shove it up, you know, you know where, like they kind of did with the show, so. Uh, I do think that this is right now where uh, it, it, the the uh, the whole the whole model is going, or the market for it, if you want to say, for lack of better words. But there is going to be this, you know, um, strategic, you know, this strategic type stuff to use against Game Pass, and also in in, in their defense, Xbox. Kind of did them dirty. Well, I don't want to say do them dirty, but definitely with the whole show thing, that in itself, you know, kind of probably opened their eyes to this type of stuff. And um, if not, uh, you know, they already knew that they were going to try to, you know, cut Game Pass exclusivity. They're going to even try it more. But again, like I said, that 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 proposition I don't think holds up for them because the more and more Game Pass gets more and more, uh, you know, accessible, and the numbers are are crazy, and, and if it goes the way it's going, like these developers are saying, where when you put your game in Game Pass, you get a, inc- a crazy influx of, you know, uh, people playing your game, people spending money on microtransactions, or whatever the case may be, the way they make money uh, off of a Game Pass, uh, you know, venture. That, because that has a price on its head, and Again, their marketing deals now, instead of being 300, uh, whatever, just 36 million now is going to have to be 45 million, and it's just going to be more and more expensive for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
And that's the thing, right? There's going to be, well, there's going to be a lot more aggressive stance from them because, again, Xbox, like you said, you look at the whole MLB thing, right? They were very, very aggressive with getting MLB into Game Pass day one, no less. And, uh, you know, that took a huge uh, wind out of Sony for sure. I mean, that, you know, that was a big driving force for uh, people to go go be like, oh, hey, you know what, I'll, I'll go play that on Xbox instead, just because, again, the Game Pass alone, um, and the ease of access to play, so, I don't know, these types of deals, it's going to be interesting to see within the, you know, the next few months, or even the next year, uh, what other kind of deals will uh, be coming out of this, but um, it's just interesting seeing Sony uh, make these kinds of moves. Uh, I know some of the guys in the chat here uh, are finding it pretty interesting. Uh, you know, Sony's just kind of hurt because of MLB, uh, Jesse Darby, and so on. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, but again, that's business, guys. That's the business of it all. So, uh, it's just going to be interesting. Yeah, I think it, it also establishes the fact that, Invader, uh, it also establishes the fact that Game Pass no longer is an afterthought. Like, people made fun of Game Pass and said it was, a, you know, a fodder machine and it was, you know, it's for poor people, uh, it's $1, it's free, it's, you know, play. you can only play old games. But the thing is, is that uh, none of that was true and now you're getting to the point where it's becoming a, a, a value proposition that, that nobody really can match. And that's where it's becoming really strong. And the recognition now is, is that you see Sony recognizing and saying, hey, this Game Pass is a problem, man. You know, we got to keep it off of there. You know, let's get it worthy. If we're going to market a deal, let's get, let's get Game Pass exclusivity or off of it. Mm-hmm. Let's keep it away from there. It's because they, they realize how big Game Pass is getting. And quite frankly, they're in a bad business. They're on their heels. I've said this for years. Their lack of, of foresight during the years that they were absolutely killing it with games. And, you know, they definitely proved that point. They kind of forgot to do the stuff on, on the back end, you know, the back end or mm-hmm. where Microsoft is like, hey, we lost this gen. You know, we're going to do Game Pass. We're going to do xCloud. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. We're going to do that. We're going to have this, 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 and this. And, and they kind of um, are at the point where, you know, establishing their first party, where everything that they've done as planned for next generation is starting to show fruits of the labor, as, as uh, Centurion said, completely true. I, I, I tweeted about that uh, a, little ba- a little while back, was because now all this is starting to show. And now you have Sony in a defensive position. It's kind of like they were always on the offense. Now they're in the defensive. Hey, let's market a deal. Let's let's get it off a game pass. Hey, let's try to combat that. They're not coming back with, hey, here's my PSN game pass, you know, competitor. They uh, they can probably do it for a a couple of reasons. Um, And, you know, that's just not what they want to do maybe. But it is what it is. 
Hey, Tim, you're seeing also a lack in evolution in the thought process in the higher ups of Sony rather than trying to be like Microsoft on trying to figure out ways of putting their ecosystem in everybody's hands. They're still just trying to find out, cook up ways of keeping content off of other ecosystems. Yeah, it's true. And that's why I said that's not a position you want to be in. You're playing defense now. You're playing, you know, uh, if, if you're, for lack of better words, again, playing chess and you're on the defensive and you're getting checked and you're playing out of check, uh, you know, you're trying to keep yourself, you know, surviving. That's where they're at right this they, they're not They're not coming competitive forefront with certain features that people are saying wow about or, or they don't have the, the – and, and more and more the game pass – that Game Pass, you know, uh, drum that Xbox keeps, you know, hitting, there's no answer to it. And there's, I don't think there's any – I think that they thought maybe we'll have – we'll add movies to it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, with this community, this is – you know, the gaming community is going to kill that. And in a way, it could hurt them. You know what I mean? Because you don't want to be associated like Xbox was with other than gaming and – I think Sony's just uh, like you said, Centurion. They, they, there's not much. They, there's not much there. They, they they weren't planning like Xbox was, and they didn't seem to have, uh, you know, uh, you know, you know, foresight to see what's going on, what's what's ahead of them. The whole now the whole model's changing, and here they are, kind of antiquated. Uh, you know, in my opinion, if it keeps going the way it's going. And they don't, and you know, they had a potential that they could have had a game service like Game Pass that would make them a ton of money too. But I think that as the days go by and and as as it goes, the 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 lack of uh, you know just just the way the way it's going, um, I don't think that you'll see that competitor. They'll probably just do what they're doing, and who knows? Maybe it'll still work. But uh, you know, I have my doubts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you know, we talk about Game Pass a lot, but I mean, it really is an industry changing kind of thing where, again, the engagement numbers, uh, the sales of game, the revenue and so on, like it's proving uh, very sustainable and uh, there's a lot of profit uh, driving this. And it was amazing the naysayers before this that were just saying, oh, you know, it's not going to work. It's going to fail. You know, they're going to... Yeah, yeah. And, you know, or even I remember, you know, oh, they're crazy for uh, putting their first party games at day one in there and just, you know, there are a whole bunch of other things. And it's just amazing how the narrative has changed and just how much it's been a benefit for games and developers are trying to get their their games on there. It's insane. Um and that's you know it's just a sign of the times and just how the industry where the industry is going. And you're right, Tim. I mean, I mean, Sony's good for a number of things. I mean, you know, the PlayStation brand has a lot of good things going for it. Same with uh, Nintendo and so on, just for for different reasons. But you look at where Xbox has been, and one of the big positivities of them has been how much they listen to their uh, consumers for the most part and where their services have been going. And Game Pass is just a big part of that. 
And something like this, you know, you know, it's a big driver for industry change. And Sony, you know, Sony could be, you know, it seems like they're kind of caught, um, you know, with their tail between their legs on this one. Yeah. Well, they're caught flat-footed. They don't know where to go. You know, they, they publicly said it's not sustainable. Um, Ryan, I don't think is a good leader. I, I don't think that. Uh, I think that they could do better than him, and I, I think he is stunting them in a way. But listen, you know, they have a tremendous brand. They have brand recognition, and people love Sony. I don't think that that's going to end anytime soon. I think that they'll always be a, a strong competitor. But what Microsoft is doing, what, the, what they're laying, uh, we all can see the path. That's the thing. We, we, all of us here, and even Sony guys, I'm, I'm sure, can see the path of this or where this is going. And you look on, you look at Sony's side, and they're kind of like up in the air, like they're just going to go with the same model. Or are they? They're not going to have any of these features matched. Where we're working on a, you know, the world is is becoming more tech oriented, more on the go, and everything like just just the. For them not to have an, uh, you know, or they have probably an answer in X Cloud down the line. They must be three, five years behind the the ball right now. Look how long X Cloud has taken to get to just this point. You yeah. think that it's going to just work on PlayStation like a, 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 you know, it's going to take a long time, and you know they don't have an answer for that. They don't, they don't have an answer for a lot of these things that that just seem to be the obvious way that you would go um especially you know the way the, the way the trends are going and everything uh the game pass thing just makes way too much sense and now they're using it as their you know they're using it to their advantage and, and i don't think that's going to stop anytime soon mm-hmm. right uh well either way guys it's gonna be interesting to see where uh the valid the validity of the, these documents with the Resident Evil Village, uh, Capcom, and Sony, but I mean, again, you know, Sony and micro and uh, Capcom can work out these deals, and uh, they're aggressive in their own ways. So, again, we'll see how uh, what happens with that one. But uh, you know, guys, we will move on to our last topic of the night, and <laughs> there's a lot of talk in the chat actually about what we're gonna talk about now. Uh, people definitely want us to uh, chime in on this. An interesting rumor has been making the rounds the past 24 hours, guys. Last night on the Xbox Two podcast, Windows Central Jess Corden hinted at something going on between IO Interactive and Xbox Global Publishing. Now, Centurion, I don't know about you, but I tend to uh, really take a listen when Jez, Jez says to keep an eye on IO Interactive. Uh, do you think that there could be a deal going on here between IO and Xbox? Um, like, what, what do you think about this whole uh, situation with the rumor mills uh, spinning out of control right now? Um... I'm just excited because of what the rumor mill says the game is going to be about. I could care less who's going to, if they're going to get marketing rights or if, if Xbox is going to buy out IO, I don't know. They're, they're, this has gone so many different ways other than I am ecstatic over the fact that 
that apparently IO is working on a James Bond game. I mean, they even have a link for it on the internet. You can check it out. They have let everybody know it's called Project 007. And in the, what I've read about it is they made one, one very good speech to the two hands that actually control the James Bond franchise. You have MGM who controls the, the, the marketing or the, the actual film rights to it. And then you have the Borselli family. The Bar, um, you got to remember, um, I think his name was like Andrew. Um, I forget his actual first name, but the gentleman who actually can, um, created the James Bond character, uh, his last name was Barcelli, and his family retained the rights to do this. So the fact that um, MGM and the Borselli family both signed up on this for IO to do this, I'm excited for. We see a lot of rumors, actually, kind of when it comes to entertainment in general right now. We got Bethesda with Indiana Jones, another entertainment franchise-based game. We've got IO doing 007, James Bond. I mean, I, I really see a different avenue for gaming because we've always heard, beat that bandwagon, uh, Microsoft, Xbox, we need a character or something like Spider-Man. Somehow... Um, PlayStation has really taken the Marvel Universe and really made it feel like PlayStation has a, a niche in the Marvel Universe just because of how they control the Spider-Man character. And I really feel that I've seen some other articles and talks about this on how Microsoft is going to try this approach, but they are not going to tackle um, tackle it through like comic books and, and Marvel they're wanting to go a different route with entertainment in general, with uh, probably games with IO with James Bond, uh, Bethesda and Lucas Arts with games like uh, um, Indiana Jones. Um, we've already seen uh, great headway with Microsoft always having a good amount of marketing rights for Star Wars games, especially on the Xbox console. Um, so, I mean, I'm really looking forward to what Microsoft is an avenue of what I think Microsoft is going to try to do, because in my opinion, Sony has really knocked it out of the park on being a company that is associated with entertainment. They own their own film production company for God's sakes. And I really feel that Microsoft, um, sees this and almost wants to somehow feel like they, that that is a gap that they can fill too, that they can fill a void in their ecosystem with uh, games that um, come from a, a film-based uh, world. Does that make sense? Uh, I bored everybody. You went me. quiet. Everybody went, yeah, here we go. <laughs> no, I think I think what you're saying is I do think the Bond game will be multi-plat. But, oh, um, it's going to be multi-plat, but I think they're just going to bank on the fact that the no, fact that the minute you see that Xbox logo up there with James Bond or Indiana Jones, I mean, like, you know, the sign sealed delivered. Who cares about where else it's at? Right. But I do think, yeah, I agree. I do think that they might be exploring some type of uh, big, big name blockbuster type of exclusivity type thing that they can try to get. Uh, you know, or, or a recognizable name and attach an IP to it. Uh, yeah, I think that that's definitely uh, something that the possibility because they know how, you know, you look at Spider-Man, anytime you do something like that, usually 
if you put the production, if you do a good development team, you know, you do something like, let's just say the Hulk. We're going to make a Hulk game. Or we're going to make, you know, a certain, another superhero game. Most of the time, a Black Panther, which would be my my choice. Um, And you have, like, a really good developed team behind that. That's most likely an instant blockbuster hit if you get the game and you could just get it right. Because people want to see Spider-Man. People want to see these superheroes in action on video games. And I think Microsoft, uh, there is part of them on there. You know, I, I do believe their um, goals are very lofty right now. And uh, I do think that they think that, you know, big big name, big, you know, uh, blockbuster type stuff is needed. And... So- uh, you know, as a side, to the point though, uh, for this rumor, um, I do think it's it's true because I've heard it uh, for a long time. And uh, what it could be, uh, it's interesting. But I do think global publishing is also going to be another development arm for uh, Xbox, if you would say, where you know you can get three triple A's, possibly four triple A's made by, you know, uh, studios that are, you know, obviously just a part of global publishing. They're not, uh, you're not owned, but you're going to see some of that too. That's how how strong Xbox is pushing the proposition of games right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, if I can just say, Ro, I could see the, the superhero argument, and I'm pretty... It would be shocking if Microsoft never wanted to approach the superhero uh, character and trying to do something like Sony has done with Spider-Man. But I I do like the idea that maybe Microsoft wants to do something at least different in the same vein of what Sony has done without having to do a superhero. Because I feel like we've we've known for a long time that Microsoft has always been compared to PlayStation. So I just feel that maybe them doing a superhero for the first one isn't exactly a great avenue for that. Well, what I had heard was that they were going to explore more of the Lucasfilm IP. Like, again... uh... See, that that would be completely different. Yeah. So, like, okay, I, like they talk about Indiana Jones. Right. Yeah, but the, the Lucasfilm slant is is that sounds like that sounds like uh, that's the 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 usual spot, suspect right now. What we're talking about. Um, so Tony made some great points, but yeah, I think it's Lucas uh, films that 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 makes sense. They're going to use some of the, the those IPs and stuff like that. I think exclusively mm-hmm. yeah i mean whether that be i mean okay there's indiana jones uh, lucasfilm has uh, star wars again guys in the chat uh, there might be some other ip that's eluding me at the moment that's uh, a part of lucasfilm in particular obviously i know that they're under uh, disney um but guys keep in mind the bond game isn't the only one that's apparently in development uh IO Interactive have been very chatty the past few weeks. Uh, They came out, uh, they opened up a brand new studio in Barcelona, Spain. They're working on a new IP, apparently. Um, They also made a statement about... they had stated that they had received a very, a really, really attractive acquisition offer after they split with uh, Square Enix. 
Uh, that was, what, two years ago? So who knows who that could have been? I mean, for all I know, it could have been Xbox made them an offer. But I'm assuming they want to keep their independence because, uh, again, they split from Square Enix. Um, uh, Bomber, what do you think about all this? Um, do you think there's something going on here between IO Interactive and uh, Xbox? Uh, I feel like there's some type of some type of deal. I, I don't know about acquisition. I mean, I feel like uh, anything could be talked about, and it feels like it's like everybody just goes straight for oh, they're going to be acquired, and I, and I feel like they they may not be the exact choice. It's kind of like actually just exactly the point you made is you know they just left a company. Why would they want to be underneath another company? Uh, I can see them doing multiple deals. I can see multiple deals, kind of like what we ta- already talked about with, uh, with the Lucasfilm uh, games. Because if you think about it, there's a lot of teams now doing Star Wars games. I could easily see Microsoft, you know, possibly getting something along those lines. You never know. Uh, but this IO thing, uh, I just feel like it's some type of deal. Whether that's with the Bond game, maybe they get a year exclusivity. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it, it's it's a project currently, so it's something that could be pushed out. We don't know when it's coming. Uh, we just know they're in works of making it. So, uh, so there could be. There's plenty of time for other deals to be had. Uh, so, to me, it's more or less just a. Uh, it may it may happen. It may not. I mean, it may just be something that. They have marketing rights, and that's all they're doing. And they're and everything you see is going to have Xbox slapped on it. Uh, almost, it's almost as bad as seeing MLB the Show. You see more Xbox with MLB the Show than you do with PlayStation, which is quite funny. Uh, with them actually being the ones making it, but uh, so yeah, I mean, it's it's hard. I mean, especially nowadays. I mean, because we just sit back and and as strong as we know that, like you know. Uh, the CEO Microsoft's already said we're we plan on buying more. Like this is not it. And so granted, yeah, well, I, I could say sure that IO could be that team that they go after. Uh, I don't know if it's necessarily you know right now or later on, but I mean, like I said earlier, their pockets are deep and they and they want they want to fulfill stuff that's gonna benefit them in the future, which is of course cloud gaming and of course. Game Pass. So, uh, the more they can get added to Game Pass, whether that's kind of like uh, a deal with Outriders, you know, being able to add that third-party game day and date may not be a marketing thing, may not be anything other than just it's coming to Game Pass day and date. That's huge in itself. Uh, we've seen that with MLB The Show and Outriders already, so it, it could be a numerous of things. I don't know. I think that they could be going after that very lucrative, lucrative uh, Howard the Duck game. So, uh, <laughs> you know, you never know. <laughs> yeah, oh, I could see that as a point and click. That'd be pretty cool, actually. <laughs> well, well, maybe something along the lines of uh, Leisure Shoot, uh, le- le- Leisure Suit Larry, but uh, Howard yeah. the Duck version, <laughs> or Monkey Island, Absolutely. or something like that. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> I'd play it. <laughs> Oh, man, that'd be crazy. But, uh, I mean, as far as the whole James Bond thing goes, um, I mean, we know that game is coming. But, I mean, it, it's possible. I just think it's going to be a multiplayer, personally. I, so it's 
I don't see how it would be exclusive mm-hmm. uh, exclusive because Columbia Pictures is attached to James Bond and that is owned by Sony. Hmm. So I don't see why they would allow one of their properties to be only attached to Xbox. You know what I mean? That's a true statement. But could could be a deal for Game Pass day and date. Never know. Could be one of those things. Yeah, true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it could very well be, guys. I mean, again, we're just speculating here uh, because of all this IO Interactive talk that came up the other night. But it's just, uh, again, very exciting times when you're talking about a studio like IO Interactive, which, again, a, f- uh, a few months ago they released uh, the new Hitman game. That has been uh, very, very, it's been very, getting very positive uh, uh, commentary and reviews on it. Uh it's a uh, everything seems to be coming out very good for that game and uh, you know i just it's uh seems like a very competent student it's a very uh sorry a studio a very uh storied studio and again i just i'd be excited to see uh microsoft or sorry xbox uh work with them so i guess time will tell but uh either way I don't know, I'm just I'm looking forward to see what uh, what's coming in the near future, and I know a lot of people in the chat are just very excited at the thought of a uh, a uh, 007 game or just anything from uh, coming from IO Interactive. So we'll just have to wait. I'm and not. See. <laughs> <laughs> I never got into the Hitman series, and I'm guessing it's just going to be like that. You know, I, I hope I hope they definitely go a different route. Like mm-hmm. I mean, because that's. Because we we all just know IO Interactive as Hitman, you know, so I would hope they would do something completely different, which is at least that's what I'm crossing my fingers for as far as them making it. I don't want to. I think the only other thing they did was Kane and Lynch, wasn't it? That was the Uh, one. Freedom Fighters, I believe, as well. Oh, okay. Um, Yeah, because they purchased both, Uh, I think, Hitman and uh, Freedom Fighters from Square Enix, if I'm not mistaken. So, can I hop in real quick? Because what he said made me look something up. Um, Go for it. Yeah, there's no way that there's no way that that uh, that James Bond game is not going to be multiplat. It looks like Sony purchased MGM, which is why we saw them under Columbia Pictures because technically. it says here Sony is going to capitalize on the MGM film library, and MGM actually has a pretty good film library. So, yeah, I that game ain't gonna be nothing but multiplayer. Did MGM make Wizard of Oz? Oh, M- yeah, they did. They've done a lot of good stuff. Yeah, that's what I thought. Dude, yeah, uh, they've done a lot of good stuff. Freaking God, I could have. Didn't MGM do Stargate? Uh, I don't even. Um, I'm, not, I'm not good with so. uh, movie studios. <laughs> I believe because so. I, but... Because the fun. Because I'm sci-fi nerd on some level, and there's been a lot of rumblings on uh, the the actual franchise of Stargate starting to like rumble around in Hollywood again. Like somebody's actually trying to re to restart the franchise. And I know in, MGM has been dead for a while, so I've been kind of wondering who it is. And now that I know Sony bought MGM, I'm like, well, that explains it. <laughs> well, I guess so. I mean, either way, I mean, it is. They are a. We'll see what happens, guys. Either way, like. Yeah. Um, the, the... <laughs> Just time will tell. <laughs> no, no, that's one of the things. Time will tell. Again, I think that uh, the James Bond game will be multi plat. And again, they do have a brand new studio. 
uh, developing a new IP. So either way, that's uh, pretty exciting stuff. But guys, I think on that know that about does it for tonight's show and i guess it's been a fun chat tonight my friends uh really good discussions on xbox game pass xbox series console boosts and uh, yeah just right now io interactive and so much more and to those of you that joined us tonight live we really appreciate all the the support Uh, definitely some good energy in the chat there lots of excitement from you guys uh going off and hey guys if you could consider dropping a like and subscribe to keep up to date on all things txr uh, now I'm going to move over to my friends from the Gaming Beyond the Box podcast. Guys, it was a real treat having you on here. Uh, let's get to your outros. Starting off with Leonidas. Thank you, buddy, for uh, coming on. <laughs> Leonidas. Leonidas. Where... I think lion, but with tendonitis. That's how I came up with it. <laughs> hmm. Uh, oh, okay, okay, that's where it's coming from, but, okay. Because uh, I played uh, Perfect World International a long time ago, mm-hmm. and they have a class called a Barbarian, and it's a, you get to choose between, like, three different animals, and I picked a green lion with red hair, and I was like, Leo, and then I was trying to think of something to go with it, instead of just Leo, and I was like, oh, Nidus, there we go. <laughs> that's where the name came from. All right, all right. Well, no, that's cool, man. I I was actually kind of curious where that name came from. Uh, but yeah, thanks for coming on, buddy. Where uh, where can everybody follow you at? Uh, Leonidas1084 everywhere. And you can find me Wednesday nights at eight on Gaming Beyond the Box. That's it. Thanks for coming out. All right. Well, much appreciated, brother. Uh, moving on over to HR Bomber. Hey, buddy. Great show, and thanks for joining us. Where can everybody find you at? Uh, of course, you can find me on the wonderful Twitter at hrbomber1414. Uh, of course, along uh, with Leo as well on Wednesday nights, Gaming Beyond the Box at eight. I know what he's Eastern. talking about. I don't know him. Yeah, you don't know. Him. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I definitely appreciate the invite. Definitely was fun. Uh, absolutely love it. Oh, MGM does own uh, Stargate, by the way. Oh, nice. Damn, that's a nice IP to have. Uh, At least if they ever make a video game of it, they got, you know, freaking the one dude that played in Stargate doing Kratos. Oh, Christopher Christopher Judge. Judge. Yeah. I can never remember his name. Teal. I just remember Indeed. Indeed. (laughs) I remember him for Boy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I don't think we'll ever not know him for Boy. <laughs> no, the, no, he did that in Stargate, and he did it in God of War. It's funny. He had a son in Stargate, and he would say it the exact same way. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's right. Never, uh, yeah. Good point there, guys. I think he was nicer in Stargate, though. There's less emotion in it. Because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know, Kratos, he's just like, boy. It's like, oh, fuck, what did I do? I don't know. Oh, sorry uh, for cursing. I didn't even realize. I don't know. Teal can uh, Stargate. I mean, there are just times where he just stare blankly into the screen. So, I mean, <laughs> it's hard to get more stone than that. But, uh, hey, guys, uh, thank you, country gentlemen in the chat, for dropping that $15 Xbox code. That's uh, very kind of you, my friend. I'm sure whoever uh, got that appreciated that. Uh, whoever uh, claimed that, definitely uh, let us know in the chat. That's uh, really cool, man. Thank you. Um, but yeah, guys, thank you 
for uh, joining us, uh, the guys from the Gaming Beyond the Box crew. Uh, fantastic show, guys. Definitely uh, check them out if you got the chance uh, with uh, Wilmyhood Lady and the, the rest of them. Great, great crew out there. Uh, next, we'll uh, move over to the uh, TXR crew, and I'll start with uh, Tim Dog. Buddy, always bringing your A game uh, each show, my friend. Where can everybody follow you at? XCloud Tim Dog on Twitter. Great job by Leonidas and HR Bomber. I hope I said that right, Leo. Yeah, you did it. You got it. <laughs> I was nervous. Uh, but you guys honestly are great. Uh, I look forward to seeing your show on Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. I'll, I'll check in. I'll, I'll hit, hit the chat. I'll maybe do a super chat. But um, thank you for coming. Good show tonight. And uh, hopefully next week we have some... Uh, Stuff to talk about. I mean, E3 is coming. It's coming. And I think it's uh, six weeks away. So maybe we get some news tomorrow uh, or this week. Haven't heard anything. It's not a tease or anything. I'm just uh, wondering because we're getting kind of close. Um, so uh, thanks for everyone who tuned in, uh, all the super chats and, and all the comments. I appreciate you coming out every Sunday. Uh, if you want to get in touch with me or you want to gamer or whatever hit me up xcloud tim dog that's twitter and also xbox yeah well said tim and uh yeah definitely uh everybody keep your eyes open on uh tomorrow on monday uh xbox seems to like to uh drop some news this off the week so uh we'll keep our eyes peeled there for sure uh moving on over to centurion buddy good show as always where can everybody follow you at for real really great awesome show thank you to our guests for being here um definitely fun uh chatting with you guys it has been a blast uh definitely after this though i gotta go sign my petition for uh, days gone too we gotta force sony to do that um for those who want to tune in though please be sure to find me at centurion 1307 on youtube xbox live and twitter you can find me here every Sunday night on the TXR podcast, and you can also find me every Saturday night on the Shop podcast. Nice, nice. Uh, unfortunately, sign the petition, Invader. I, you know what, I might just have to. I, well, to be honest, I haven't played Days Gone, but I plan to very soon. I'm just getting through no, uh, I'm jo- Uncharted. I joke around. I know. I was looking I know. on my Google feed, and it's all petition now forcing Sony to. And I'm like, oh my god, are we really at this point? They make a petition about anything that really makes fanboys mad anymore. It's like, good grief. Yeah, well, we need to uh, make a petition to get TXR onto uh, PlayStations at some point. But uh, anyways, guys, um, unfortunately, Shockley could not make it out this evening. He was trying to, but uh, don't worry, guys. You will see him back next Sunday. And to round this all off, to cap it all off, this is Invader, and you can find all my gaming-related videos, whether it be reviews or guides, on YouTube at Invader Gaming. Guys, again, fantastic show. We appreciate all you guys who uh, were in the chat and whatnot uh, for being here, and we look forward to seeing you all here next Sunday. Until next time, folks, 